Welcome to Discovering the Bible, and thanks for tuning in. Our to topic today is forgiveness, and forgiveness is a very important topic that is frequently dealt with in Scripture. And I don't know who you are. Maybe you're somebody who just is awakening spiritually, and you feel the guilt in your life. You feel the burden of all the sins that you have accumulated in your life. And you don't know where to go. But in this episode, you will find there's someone, God, that is a God of forgiveness, that is ready to pardon. And that's the one that is willing to forgive our sins. God, the God that we see revealed in Scripture, in the Bible, is a God that delights in forgiving our sins. And he himself has made a way so, so that he can do so righteously. But maybe others are listening who know that their sins are forgiven for a long time already. But it may be that this episode can help us to occupy ourselves once more with this tremendous blessing of forgiveness. That the whole amount of sins that we have accumulated in our lives past, present, and future, has been forgiven. Why? Yes, for one, because God is a forgiving God, but secondly, because the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross so that this blessing would be possible. It is indeed true what David wrote in Psalm 32, verse 1, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Uh, that is something that we wish everybody who's li li listening to this episode. I would like to structure this episode in, in eight different aspects, eight different questions. We cannot deal with the topic comprehensively here. We don't have the time for this. But I just want to give some splinters um, for food of, for thought that we can think upon this topic more for our own and... Yes, reflect a little bit more on it. First question, first aspect is what does it actually mean, the word forgiven or forgiveness? And in the New Testament, it actually means to send something away. One lets go of something or somebody is relieved of something. When God forgives us, he does not impute sin to us anymore. He takes them away from us. The debt is remitted, and only in this way it is possible for a person who has committed sins to stand before God unpunished. And that is also the result of forgiveness, that we are not being punished anymore for all the sins that we have accumulated. Then we come to the second aspect, and, and we need to ask ourselves, what is actually forgiven? right? And you might say, yeah, the answer is clear, sins are forgiven, yes. But I still want to uh, stay a little bit here and make an important differentiation. Uh, scripture differentiates between sins in the plural and sin in the singular. And it is the, 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 the first aspect that is actually forgiven. Our sins, our evil, sinful deeds that we commit, they are being forgiven. And we need to ask ourselves, why is it that we do commit sins? 
Why do I have evil thoughts? Why do I say evil things? Why do I do evil things, sinful things? And it's because of our nature, our sinful nature that we have within, that everyone has from birth on. And that is who we are. We are sinners from birth on. And because we are sinners, we commit sins. Now, when it comes to the problem of our sinful nature, God deals with this differently. He can only judge it and he has solved that problem by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a topic we will deal in another episode. But when it comes to the problem of our sins, the things that we have committed, yes, we read that God wants to forgive us. In Ephesians 1, 7, Paul writes, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So sins, our deeds, they are forgiven when it comes to the problem of the root of the problem, who we are, God deals differently with that. And then we come to the third aspect and we want to ask ourselves, okay, who is it that forgives us? And see, there are different aspects that we could add to the topic of forgiveness. Um, there are different persons who could forgive, but not in the same degree. I could forgive somebody, right? If you offend me, if you do something against me, if you steal something from me or whatever, that can I can forgive you. And we actually call to forgive one another as God has forgiven us in Christ. Actually, also we see that the church can forgive, execute forgiveness. But we are talking here about eternal, heavenly forgiveness. We are talking about forgiveness in the in the stricter sense, right? How can I be saved from all my sins? I need forgiveness of sins, and thus I'm saved for eternity, for heaven. And and when it comes to a sinner's acceptance with God, forgiveness can only come from God. We have sinned against God, and hence only God can forgive us. And that is something that even the Pharisees and the scribes knew, that only God can forgive sins. That is what we read in Luke chapter 5, verse 21. We see that um, they say this in uh, towards the Lord Jesus Christ, who just said to this lame person that came to the roof, your sins are being forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And they say, that is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God? And actually that statement is correct. Only God can forgive. But they didn't believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the incarnated God on earth. God who became flesh. That they didn't believe. They rejected that idea and hence they brought this forth as an accusation against the Lord Jesus Christ. But in itself, the statement is correct. God only can forgive sins. And actually, in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 17, we read these remarkable words. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in kindness. Yes, indeed, God is a God of forgiveness. He's characterized by forgiveness. It is God's delight. He likes to forgive. And thus, he has provided a way on which he can forgive sins. 
Yes, it is true that God is a holy God, that he, that he is light and that there is no darkness in him and he must punish because he is a righteous God. But on the other side, it's also true that God is love and that God delights in forgiving. And as such, as I already said, he found a way where he could stay true to his own character, but on the other side, give to us what is so needed, that is, the forgiveness of sins. And that brings us to the fourth aspect, on which basis, on which fundament can God forgive sins? And as we already said, uh, God is light and God is love, both things we can read. First John uh, chapter 1, verse 5, we read that God is light. And in First John chapter 4, verse 8 and 16, we read that God is love. But because he is light and because he is righteous, he cannot let sins go unpunished. And when God gives forgiveness to sinful people, a righteous foundation is needed for this. And he has found the foundation in the completed work of the Calvary. That is what, when God executes forgiveness on our behalf, where does he look at? He looks at Calvary. But that also makes us aware of the fact that something was necessary. And that is the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, no forgiveness is possible. And it's only because the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross that we could or can be forgiven. Hebrews 9 verse 22 states very clearly, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And that is an important principle. And we quoted already Ephesians 1, 7, where the forgiveness of our sins is linked to the redemption that we have through his blood. And wherever it speaks about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, it speaks about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. He needed to die on Calvary's cross. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 12, John writes, Children, you have been forgiven. I write to you because you have been forgiven for his name's sake. And he refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is just because of him that we can be forgiven. And why is this? Because the Lord Jesus Christ bore our sins in his body on the wood, on the cross. That is what we read in 1 Peter 2.24. That is the righteous foundation on which God can forgive us. There the punishment was upon him for our peace. And by his stripes, that is the wounds God inflicted on, upon him, we have been healed. That is what we read in Isaiah 53 verse 5. And you see, I, I find this so remarkable that the very same God against whom we sinned over and over and over again is the same God that provided a way on which he can forgive the sins that we committed against himself. And how did he do this? He gave his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. His delight he gave, and the Lord Jesus Christ, he needed to die a cruel death there on Calvary's cross so that we can receive the blessing of forgiveness. And not only that, many other blessings, but in this episode we are, call, uh, we are speaking about forgiveness. And then we come to the fifth aspect. Which sins have been forgiven to us? 
And this question is not as unimportant as it may seem at first glance, because many of God's children torment themselves with the thought that only the sins they have done up to their conversion have been forgiven, where they confess their sins. But what about the sins that we as believers, unfortunately, unfortunately still do? And the Bible leaves no doubt that all, I repeat myself, all our sins are forgiven. There's no single sin that is not forgiven for a believer, somebody who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ. And without question, sins in the life of a child of God interfere with daily fellowship with the Father. We cannot enjoy the fellowship with the Father and simultaneously sin. Sin always interrupts, so to say, this enjoyment of the fellowship with the Father. And we must confess our sins. But on the other hand, when it comes to our acceptance with God in view of eternity, all sins are forgiven. If this were not so, the work of the Lord Jesus Christ would not be sufficient. This is something we need to realize. But the, Lord, but the work of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient, and hence all our sins are forgiven. And in the letter of, to the Hebrews we read in chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, Their sins and their lawlessness I will never remember. But where there is a forgiveness of them, there is no more offering for sin. The offering of the Lord Jesus Christ, where he gave himself, is sufficient. And hence God, on the basis of this offering, God can forgive all our sins. And then we come to the sixth aspect, how God has forgiven us. It is one thing, indeed, what God has done, that he has forgiven us. It is another thing altogether how God did it. The fact that he forgave our sins is inconceivable. But the way he did it also evokes admiration. Paul urges us to forgive one another just as God in Christ also forgave you. In the same way God in Christ forgave us, it's the same way we should forgive one another. And how did he forgive us? Let us reflect on this, and I would like to mention two aspects. First aspect, God has forgiven us from the heart. We have seen that God is a God of forgiveness in Nehemiah chapter 9, and even Psalm 86 says that God is ready to pardon. And God's mercy bestows forgiveness on people who do not deserve it. It is the mercy of God that shows us that our, our misery of sin has touched him deeply in the process. God does not forgive because Christ interposes himself between an angry and punishing God on the one side and a sinful man on the other side. But as we have seen, God himself has given the remedy. He does not want the death of the sinner and henceforth he provided that way on this foundation, right, on which he righteously can forgive sinners. And then secondly, God has forgiven us completely and forever. He will not bring forth a single sin and hold it against us again. The Old Testament describes this in striking imagery. 
Our iniquities have been cast behind his back and into the depth of the sea. Isaiah 38 and, and Micah chapter 7, you can read this up. God has plotted out our sins like a mist and like a cloud. Isaiah 44. And if this is not enough for you, the New Testament says, For I will be merciful to their iniquities and their sins and their lawlessness I will never remember. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. And then we come to the two last points aspect that we want to deal with. And the, the seventh aspect is to whom does divine forgiveness apply? And actually the answer that we can give to this question is, is a twofold answer. The first answer is that God offers forgiveness of sins to all people, regardless, without any limits. And that is because the work of the Lord Jesus Christ is so great that God can now grant forgiveness to everybody. And we read in Luke chapter 24, verse 47, that now repentance and forgiveness of sin should be preached in his name to all the nations. And that is actually what is happening right now. Everybody. The gospel is preached to everybody. And everybody can confess his or her sins and receive forgiveness. But actually, the second answer is that that only those who actually accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior will actually be forgiven of their sins. Right? The, the first answer is it is offered to everybody, but only those that accept the offer, they come into the benefit of actually being forgiven. It is without faith in Him, no one will receive forgiveness of sins. And the Apostle Paul, Peter, sorry, the Apostle Peter says in, in Acts chapter 10, verse 43, To this all the prophets bear witness, that everyone, everyone, that is the first answer, everyone, but then who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ has given his life as a ransom for all, that means that the death of the Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient for everyone. If all men, if every single human being that has ever lived on this planet would come to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness, the work of the Lord Jesus Christ is enough. But then Scripture also tells us that he has given his life as a ransom for many. And that shows us already that it actually only those that accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior come into the enjoyment of the results of his death. And then the eighth question is, what must I do to receive forgiveness of sins? And there are, there are three answers we would like to give. First of all, repentance is necessary. Repentance means I see myself as God sees me. I come to the realization of the truth about God, that God is holy. I see him as the holy God that he is. And I see the truth about myself. I see myself as the sinner that I am. And I understand that God's wrath is upon me. And that God righteously needs to judge me for all the sins that I have committed. And I, so to say, sign my own death penalty. That is repentance. 
It's a change of mind about God, about myself, about my relationship with God. But then when I realize this, I can come to God with a confession on my lips. This is what 1 John 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confession means I really lay open what I have done in my life. I expose myself. And then, finally, it's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe in him, that I could say in the Lord Jesus Christ, there on the cross, he died for my sins. My sins that I committed in all of my life, they were laid upon him, and God punished him for every single sin that he committed. And that he did for me. And I had need of a savior. And now I realize he's there and he's my personal savior. Confession, sorry, repentance, confession, and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what we must do to receive forgiveness of sins. That is God's promise. If we confess our sins, and repentance is something that comes afterwards, I'll be sorry, before that, then God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have seen that forgiveness is a, of sin is a tremendous blessing for which we can never be thankful enough. And this gratitude is not limited to words only, but finds its fulfillment in loving our Lord Jesus. And the greater our sense of the guilt for which we have been forgiven, the greater will be our love for our Lord. And this is what the Lord Jesus himself said about a woman who was known as a great sinner. He says, Her many sins are forgiven because she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, little is he lo little does he love. Luke chapter 7, verse 47. It is an indescribably great happiness to know about the forgiveness of sins. God indeed is a God of forgiveness who offers forgiveness to everyone. Everyone who accepts God's offer in faith may know that the Lord Jesus Christ has borne his sins in the judgment and that he can therefore go out freely. And those who are thus freed from the burden of their guilt enjoy peace with God. And that is something that we wish to every of our listeners that you may enjoy that peace with God because you know all the load of sins that I, that I have accumulated in my life, all the sins, they are forgiven. Why? Because God is a God of forgiveness and because the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross. He was punished for my sins so that God, upon a confession on my side, could forgive all of my sins. Thank you for tuning in today and I hope when we come to the next episode that you will be there again. For now, goodbye and God bless.